0: Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric, too.
1: Good job. That was a good one.
0: (laughs) I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the feeling good, looking good. Mr. Eric
1: Robertson. That's
0: me. Good morning. You're here today. You are ready for the podcast.
1: I'm here, clear. Let's do it.
0: I'm so excited. Um, And I'm so excited that you... Yes, you. Ooh, hi. Mm, you look so good. Yes, I'm talking to you listening. I'm so glad that you are here for episode 136. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know how we want to show up. Ooh, ah, yes. And as we are recording this, we are in the middle of the 2020 presidential election. Is that what you call it? Is that like how you would say it? Mm -hmm. The election? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we literally do not know who will be the president of the United States. So essentially, what this episode is about is how to show up even When you're living with total and complete uncertainty, which if you think about it is basically not just now, but all of life.
1: That's right. We, we can't actually control the future at all. An asteroid could hit the earth tomorrow and we, we would have no control over it. So we, we falsely in our minds create the future that we want to see or that we expect, but. In reality, we don't have any control over that.
0: And you know what else we do I've been thinking a lot about is we also create parameters for ourselves, for our happiness and our okayness. If this person wins, I cannot and will not be okay because it means this about the world, right? If if I were to lose my job, I would not be okay. If I were to get ill in this way, I would be miserable. We create these parameters for ourselves, obviously, all of those things I honor, I respect. We see you in your pain. We see we see you in your suffering. I'm not trying to dismiss them. I'm just saying we sell ourselves so short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we really do. Where we're like, I couldn't survive that. I couldn't live through that. I was talking with Eric this morning. We went and got some breakfast, and I was saying I really believe, like you know, you 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 would read in your history books. I just remember so much reading, like the grapes of wrath, and the Dust Bowl, and the Great Depression, and just being like, I would not survive if I lived through that time (laughs) like they just would have to like kick me off the island say goodbye to Allison there's no way she's gonna survive that but when you're living through it and you're going through it you don't you don't see it the same way And I believe in the history books, in the textbooks, in in the records of time, people will look back at 2020 and have a similar thought. Can you imagine that people like had to live that way? Can you imagine like there was this quarantine? Like all of these otherworldly things are happening and we really, really are being forced to confront our relationship with uncertainty in a way that we maybe have been able to avoid
1: Mm -hmm. in the past.
0: So here's what we want to do with this episode is we want to give you five quick tools for showing up in uncertainty, but before we get to the quick tools, I have a why. Why do we want quick tools for showing up in certainty? Why does any of this matter? And the the takeaway, the why, I'm going to borrow from the incredible, amazing, awesome individuals who I had work with me, models, uh, they were my models for my year of awesome calendar that my 2021 calendar that is launching today. So if you're new, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you. I want you to be a part of the awesome empire and one of the things that I provide and offer in the awesome empire is my year of awesome calendar and each month has a different focus an awesome attribute for you to think about rather than just focusing on what you want to get done each month it's a focus of who you want to be and then there's these little weekly challenges so I thought it would be really fun to get an array of different people with different life perspectives, um, different background backgrounds, professions, to come and share how they want to show up, even in this time of uncertainty, right? In 2021. So here are some of the attributes that they could choose from and say that they wanted to show up with. And these are the attributes of the calendar. Enthusiasm, courage, mindfulness, resilience, ease, confidence, integrity, action, connectedness, perspective, gratitude, compassion. And I let each of my models come and say, Ooh, this one's resonating with me. This is how I wanna show up in 2021. And I asked them all the same question. I said, Now, if more people showed up with enthusiasm or perspective or gratitude, how do you think that would make the world more awesome? And every single one of them, even though they got there in different ways, and we're talking about completely different attributes, all ended with, well, there'd be more love. So if people showed up with more perspective or more integrity, ultimately, that would bring more love. So back to why. Why do we want to focus on how we want to show up in uncertainty? Because ultimately, I believe that if we focus on how we want to show up, not on what we can control, not on what we can't control, not on how we want things to be, not on the parameters that we've set for ourselves on how we're going to be happy and what we're going to be able to survive through. If we focus on how we want to show up, we're going to show up as who we want to be, and we're going to show up with more love.
1: It is. I love that. And it, it also... In even simpler terms, it's being proactive instead of reactive, Mm, reactive, reactive to like, oh, this thing might come. It might happen. Oh, it happened. And then you react because you decide that's how you're going to react. But no, we're being proactive. I'm choosing to show up with integrity or compassion or connectedness like we're going into it. And because we can control it, that will be our reality.
0: And this is always the time where Allison has to remind herself, I'm not a robot. I don't have to control how I show up every single second. I don't have to control all of my feelings. I don't have to control every thought. What I can do is witness and observe. And when I observe, then I am not showing up with compassion. I then can ask myself... What is that coming from? Where is that coming from? Oh, some anxiety, some some anger, some hurt, some sadness, and then feel those emotions and honor them and witness them and observe them rather than you're like saying, just react to them and let them really kind of dictate how I show up. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like, I'm just going to decide to show up with compassion and I'm not going to let myself feel anything other than compassion. (laughs) Because, and and you laugh, but you also laugh because you know that's kind of what I've tried to do sometimes. That's not what the point of self-development and growth is. It's not to turn you into a robot. It's not to dismiss your suffering. And that's why I care so much about talking about these things. Because I am bananas. I suffer from mental health whatever's. And you can put all the labels on it that you want. But the reason why I care, the reason why I share, the reason why I do this podcast, the reason why I'm writing a book even though it is scaring the actual everything out of me and is the emotional roller coaster of a lifetime is because my perspective is of someone who wants to show up, wants to be intentional about how they show up. And it's pretty hard. <laughs> It's it's pretty hard for me just to kind of show up and get out of bed a, a lot of the time, and it's not as hard as it used to be, and I want that for other people. It's not as hard as it used to be. I don't suffer as much as I used to. That's where these five ideas come from. They don't come from someone who says, "Ooh, I've just decided how I want to show up, and now I'm going to do it. They come from someone who is saying, listen, I decided I wanted to show up with enthusiasm, and all I can do is watch the whole first season of Blacklist, Okay which I just did. That, I, I, I'm still loving it. I'm still loving it. You not so much?
1: I mean, I told you i invested like 14%. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's get into those five tools. And I've shared them before. I shared them on an Instagram post and people really resonated with them. And then I also was lucky enough to share these um, five steps and I called them five five steps or five things to do when you feel like you're going to spontaneously combust. And I'm going to share them in just a little bit different light. So put a little different spin on them. These are five, th- five quick tools for how to show up even in uncertainty. The first one is stop trying to not and just do it. So stop trying to not panic. Stop trying to not be mad. Stop trying to not be frustrated. Stop trying to not be worried and just panic. Feel it. Have the anxiety attack. Um, write the angry letter that you don't have to send anyone or you can if you, if you decide you want to. Um, I ask you to keep it away from me, but like <laughs> if you're mad at me, just write it down. That's fine. Um, just do it, which essentially is saying feel the feeling. Step one is feel the feeling because like I just said, so often we want to show up with love and compassion and gratitude and all of these great things. Um, but we're really sad or we're feeling, we're, we're beating ourselves up with shame or blame and feeling the feeling is a very complex thing to do. Mm -hmm. Last night, Fiona stole. (laughs) (laughs) So Fiona's four and she had gotten this toy. The, The babysitter took her to shopping and she said, I bought this with my money. And I was like, where did you get this money? Well, two days later, turns out she got the money from stealing it from our 10 year old. So it's like 10 o'clock. Eric and I are so tired. He's trying to watch the election. I'm trying to manically clean. And Fiona is sobbing. Ginger is sobbing. And Rad is like trying to communicate for both of them because she stole Ginger's money and went and spent it. And Fiona was in her bed, and she is the, the queen of manipulation like a four-year-old can be. And, and then I go, when do I do this? Because I must do the same thing. She does something she feels shame for, and then she just starts crying and wants you to feel really bad for her, right? So regardless, she's four. We're going we're gonna to look aside from that. Um, and so she just couldn't stop crying. And so part of the reason she was crying is because I knew she felt really bad that she had, she didn't mean to steal the money, but she kind of knew it was stealing. She found the purse and was like, oh, here's some money. I'm going to claim it. And so I kept trying to say, Fiona, why, what is it you're crying about? Not stop crying or you don't need to cry, but let's identify the feeling. Um, I was like, do you feel bad for taking Ginger's money? Do you feel bad that we're mad at you? Then she was sobbing because she lied about how much change there was and wouldn't bring it back to Ginger. And so she wouldn't bring her like the leftover money. And so she was like, my coins, I won't have any coins. How am I going to get money? She's four. She's four. And she's looking at me and her lips. Oh, she's so freaking cute. It's the baby of the family. Her lips are quivering and her eyes are just bleeding tears. And she's looking at me. But what will I do to get money? Which I feel oh like goodness. is so. But I also <laughs> the reason I share is because I feel like that's what a lot of people might feel like right now, mm-hmm. right? So here's what I did with Fiona because I couldn't quite identify. I couldn't calm her down. I couldn't go help Ginger because she was just in in these emotions. And finally, and I do this with my kids all the time. I say, "What color do you feel?" And it's so amazing. I love this so much. Our kids automatically always have a color. And even at four, she just immediately was like, blue, it's blue. And I was like, is it a light blue or is it a dark blue? And she was like, it's a dark blue. And I said, what shape is the feeling? And she took her little hands and made with her index fingers and her thumbs like a little oval. But it was kind of like a blobby oval. And she said, it's like this shape. And I said, okay, close your eyes and let's breathe. That is just one example of how to feel your feelings. That's just one example. Writing, talking. I, I had a great conversation with my friend Jody Moore, who's an, a phenomenal coach. One thing she pointed out to me one time is we get stuck in a shame-blame cycle where I feel shame for the feeling I have, so I start blaming the other person. But really what I was feeling was just sadness. And she said, what do you feel? And I said, I just feel sad. And I just felt so sad and I just started like sobbing. And I was like on a walk and I'm like crying on the side of the road. So the step number one to feel your feelings, because remember this is how to show up even in uncertainty, how to show up, how to show up when you you don't even know what's going on. The first thing, this step, it's it's going in. That's what this step is. It's not going out and talking to everyone and asking for validation and, and rallying the troops and getting everyone's opinion on your life and your next decision. It's you go in and you feel the feeling. What's, what's the feeling? What's the feeling that I'm feeling? And these kind of all go in a line, okay? Because step number two is then you you get out of your head. And this is why I always say you move it or lose it. You move your body so you don't lose your mind. You move it or lose it. And I used to do a whole series with the dancing and you move it or you lose it. But physiologically, the fastest way to change your state is to move your body. I am not talking about exercising. I am talking about Pump your arms, walk from one end of the room to the other. If you are just watching TV in your chair, why not take your phone and go watch it in another place in the house? So sometimes, especially when I'm in a big spiral and I'm just watching TV and I'm like numbing and I'm like, screw you feeling. I don't want to feel you. I'm afraid of you and I don't want to talk to you right now. I even just go get in the tub and take my phone and put it on the toilet and watch a show from the tub. And that that physical movement, it just it changes it changes the patterns, it changes the thought processes. It's almost like a soft reset. Yes. Yes. So step number one, how how does just show up in your life? how to do anything, even uncertainty. Step one is you go in and you feel whatever feeling. Identify the feeling. Give it a name. Give it a color. Write it. Say it out loud. Feel it. Step number two is then you get out of your head. Okay, I'm not just going to sit here and say, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. Yes, absolutely. I might be sad for an hour. I might be sad for two hours. I might be sad for an hour today and sad for three hours tomorrow. And that's okay. That's not going backwards. That's how much sadness I have inside of me, period. And I'm not shaming myself for that anymore. But Then we get out of our head and we move our body. Man, when I don't do this, I'm a different person. And you know that. Mm
1: -hmm. That's why I make you go.
0: Yeah. Like the other day, I just couldn't get the swear words. I did all the things and I'm just like mad. And finally, I'm just walking around the house. I said, I'm going to go run laps. And he was like, please leave please, please leave. And I go and I start running laps. And for the, I'm not, I'm not joking. For the first 10 minutes, I am saying the F word and swearing about everything and just letting myself be petty. And I'm just like, Oh, this, Oh, that, Ooh, that, Ooh, remember when they said that? Ooh, remember what I did this year? So like this as like first 10 minutes in the, in the 20 minutes, Oh, well, Ooh, this song's kind of fun. Ooh, but I'm still, okay. I'm like, Ooh, she got, she needs to keep running 30 minutes. Oh my gosh, I forgot this song from high school. Okay, 40 minutes. You know what? Life is worth living. You know what? I do like my family. You know what? I do have friends. Everybody doesn't hate me. 50 minutes. I can breathe. I can maybe meditate. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's the the move your body. Remember, I'm not saying you, like me, have to go run. I'm saying it might be pumping your arms, jumping up and down, moving from the bed to the tub. Just physically change something. Step number three is laugh, but for real. And the reason why I say laugh when you feel this uncertainty, when you feel this anxiety, when you're not sure how to show up, is remembering that sadness and joy, confusion and clarity, they can all coexist. All of these complex emotions can coexist. And you're allowed to be really, really, really upset about the election. You're allowed to be really, really upset and scared about the results. And you're also entitled to joy. You get to do both. And because you're feeling joy and and laughing for a moment, it doesn't mean that you care less about the country or you care less about whatever it is you care about at the moment. And yesterday, Julia and I had a very funny experience with like a 20-year-old boy intending to hit on me and then him realizing I was like a mom and him basically saying, never mind, in a car. It was very funny. And we were laughing very hard on my stories. And I can't tell you how many people, and again, this was on election day, I can't tell you how many people were like, I needed that laugh. I needed that laugh. So if you feel like you're in a place where you just can't laugh, what I like to do is I like to think of things that maybe helped me laugh in the past. So I'll re-listen to a funny podcast, a funny book, watch up some stand-up comedy, watch Bridesmaids always makes me happy. Like watching The Office always makes me happy. There there's there's like a few shows and different things like RuPaul's Drag Race always brings a smile to my face. And so there's there's always a few things that like go back to those um like things you have on hand. What's what's on hand for you?
1: Laughing is so important in my life. My childhood friends and I always laugh uncontrollably. So sometimes I call them or I watch the Mighty Boosh.
0: I think that the point, I love the Mighty Boosh. I think that the point of this is um, also you're just remembering that there's joy still to be had. And even if you're not like belly laugh chortling, again, if you're in a, a deep state of anxiety, panic, depression, I'm not saying laugh away your troubles. Remember, step one was to feel feelings. Step two is to move your body. And these are like a progression. I kind of think of like you take one step at a time. And then moving into, I'm going to actively seek out something that might bring me joy. I understand what it's like to be in a mental state where you can't possibly imagine that there's anything that's going to bring you joy. And that's why I think it's a really important practice to kind of cultivate like a little happy list of songs, books, friends, memes, things that bring you a laugh or two. And remembering that you are a complex whole human and you don't have to just be one or the other. Stop trying to put yourself in a box. You're so much bigger and better than a box. Step number four then is the the meditation, the going in, the slowing your breath, the awareness, the mindfulness practices. But notice that I say this only after the other three steps. Because I used to think of meditation almost as, like, a Xanax or some sort of, like, pill that you're supposed to take. And I'm going to take this meditation drug, this meditation pill, and it's going to calm me down. So then I'm, like, literally in, like, almost a manic state, and I'm trying to meditate, and that makes me want to scratch my skin off.
1: Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's not it's not something you can just walk into if you're not in the right mindset.
0: Yeah. And and now because I I meditate so much more and it's so much an active part of my lifestyle. And like literally like a coping mechanism, like a moment to moment transition where like literally every single time before I get out of the car, I stop and take some breaths and say, Here's where I've been, here's where I'm going. This is how I want to show up where I'm going next. So some other great easy meditation tools and practices are our gratitude practices and pep talks that we have on this podcast that are free. You can do moving meditations. The example, so like I said, I shared these tips on the 3 and 30 podcast and I liked the example I gave on there was doing a mindfulness practice while doing the dishes. And focusing on the physical sensations of the soap, the water, the glass. I do this when I'm taking a tub, a bath a lot of times, is I say things I'm grateful for as the tub fills up with water. I really believe in meditation as a way of life. Meditation as mindfulness, as just like, oh, an operating system. And definitely I notice a difference when I sit down and have an intentional meditation practice. But also what I'm talking about for step number four is just a mindfulness practice, some awareness. And the reason why we're doing that is to bring you into the present moment.
1: You can even just be focusing on your breath for two minutes.
0: Exactly. I love to um, set a timer on my phone and do it in my car and breathe in love and breathe out peace. Or just whatever it is I feel like at the moment. And so that's step number four. Step number five for how to show up even in uncertainty, even in panic, even when you want to combust. How to just show up once you're a tad calmer, once you're a little bit more centered. Is you reach out and you think about who you can support. And again, the reason why I really want to emphasize Going through these in order, these tools in order is because when you are in a state of feeling depleted, when you are in a state of feeling just so uncertain and stressed and anxious and you try to like force yourself to stop thinking about yourself and go out there and help someone, you're basically just like spewing your frantic energy at other people. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so yesterday, um, I was I was feeling this this kind of frantic energy. And and I went through these steps and I'm so grateful. I really want to encourage you to listen to Rachel Nelson's three and thirty podcast. It's a fantastic podcast. And she shared this podcast yesterday on election day. The the five steps for you're gonna spontaneously combust. And I re-listened to it yesterday. I realized I had kind of, you know, just out of habit, taken myself through these steps. And then, do you know, the craziest thing that happened that's not that crazy. You felt good? Two specific people came to mind that I wanted to reach out to. Oh, okay. I didn't have to grasp for it. I didn't have to force it. There was a friend I have that I work out with that I just, she had, she had made like this little comment. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to send her a direct message and I'm going to tell her what a light she is and how much I love her and I'm not going to wait till tomorrow to tell her. I'm going to I'm going to send her a direct message right now. And there was another friend where I had made this big double batch of my white chicken chili and I was like, I'm I would love to bring her and I'm not I'm not saying this cuz oh, I want to you know, catalog and tally all of the nice things I do for other pe- <laughs> for other people. What I'm saying is, I went from a place of panic and overwhelm at the beginning of the day, towards the middle of the day, rather than what I used to do is squash it down, try to be a robot. By the time I got home, I literally just have to retreat, hide, have an anxiety attack, medicate, whatever. All of those things are fine too. If that's where you're at, no shame there. I'm just so grateful that that's not how yesterday ended for me. That's not how yesterday ended. And it wasn't all roses. I cried. I called friends and was like, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why I can't write a book. And you're going to have to very quickly tell me why I'm wrong. And if you don't respond quick enough, I'll start to think that you don't think I can write a book and I'll start crying again. I, called, I told Ashley Reeves this and she was like, I'm ready. I can do it. Yes, let's go. <laughs> right? Like that's how the day started. And the way the day ended, because I moved through these steps, is I was able to show up. Even in uncertainty, even in anxiety, even in doubt and fear, I was able to show up how I want to show up. So I'll go through the steps really quick. Step number one is go in, feel those feelings. Step number two is get out of your head and move your body. Step number three is laugh, aka remember that you can have more than one emotion. You don't have to perform sadness. You don't have to perform happiness. You can genuinely be sad and concerned, And genuinely have hope, right? Like if you show up and you're happy, it's not tone deaf. And I keep hearing people, "Ooh, that's tone deaf," and I'm like, "Yeah, but like we need more than one." Like obviously, I always want to be considerate, and I I do try. But I've seen a lot of people accusing other people of that lately, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, "But maybe it's just not the tone you need right now." Yeah, it's good to think outside of yourself, but also like we all need we need joy. We need happiness. We need light. We need laughter. And so that's what number three is, that that laugh. Remember, you can have more than one emotion because you're not a robot. Step number four is meditate. Have that mindfulness practice, which essentially is just get present any way you can. And then step number five is then you reach out and you say, how can I share my sacred self with this world? And that's it. That's all, that's all you got to do. Now, here's here's the thing I want to say to you. I ordered double (laughs) of my year of awesome calendars than I did the year before, but we sold out of them the year before very quickly. I believe that focusing on who you want to be and how you want to show up will help you feel a little more awesome. There's no guarantees. I'm not going to say it's going to fix all your problems. I just shared my experience, though, of how focusing on these different attributes each month. I've been doing this for like five years now has literally changed the trajectory of my life. And not just my life, but the thousands of other people who have used this calendar and given me testimonials and told me about it. So we're going to link to that. It's an awesome way to support the podcast, but it's also an awesome way to support you and showing up in these next few months and 2021 in the way that you want to show up. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that you listen to the podcast. I'm so freaking shocked and just thrilled and giddy that I talk And people care. (laughs) As a middle child, I would just like to say I love it and I appreciate it and I'm so happy you're here. Does anybody have a review for us?
1: Yeah. Um, This one's from LA Gal 9025. Sounds like something from the future. Hey, girl. She says, I've been following Allison on Instagram for a couple of months now, and I absolutely love her sense of humor and her vulnerability. Recently discovered that she also has a podcast and can't wait to binge all of them. Thank you so much for being you, Allison. It's completely motivating and inspiring.
0: Gabrielle Bernstein, your fearless freedom will light up the world. Thank you so much. It just, that that beautiful, nice review. Thank you. Reminded me of that quote. Thank you so much. Shoot us an email to awesomewithalison at thealisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. And we are going to send you a goodie for that review. Will you guys do this? Will you? leave a review or share with one person. When you do that, it really helps us out. We appreciate it. You don't have to do it. I just want you to live a beautiful life. But if you feel like um, doing that, we're really, really appreciative. Hey, you're doing a great job. We don't have to know what's going to happen to know who we are and how we want to show up. I hope this has served you. I hope this has helped you. And I want to remind you that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, what are you gonna take us out on?
1: This song is called Phone Booth. It's brand new in my stock music library, Pleasant Pictures Music Club. You make videos, we make dope music. You can snag the whole library for $99 right now. This song is called Phone Booth.